Hello and welcome to the Gagan Press, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. My name is Andrew Headspeeth. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we're talking all things Liverpool once again. You know the score by now. With me, as always, is my top list of top reds. We are a quarter, a fifth of the way into the season now. I'm joined, as always, by Alex Purdy. Mr Purdy, how are you, sir? How are you doing? Yeah, decent, content with a draw. Uh, it's a better result for us, so yeah. All good. Uh, I think you're right. Actually, I think it was a better result for us. And going into the break, it would have been, it would have been quite a blow. I think to to have lost that game. Uh, so getting the draw away at Man City is like never a bad result, really, is it? So straight into that game, then I would say a high quality performance from from both sides, especially the beginning. Like the way it started, it looked like that was probably going to be the game of the season. Maybe didn't quite work out that way. First half of the season, maybe. Uh, both sides just to me looked knackered. In the second half, I don't know what you thought. Yeah, uh, we did, but I thought it was more a nervy performance. We both desperately didn't want to lose that. Uh, you could see the statement of intent with Klopp going sort of four up front. That he's like, "Yeah, we can actually win this. Like, we should go for it." And then yeah, in the second that. half, in the second half, all the players were like, "Hang on, hang on. Let's just <laughs> let's just take a back seat here and not lose." And it happened with both sides. So. Do you do you think like from from our side that was like something that Klopp was almost like forced into doing? I wonder if, if like everyone had been for especially uh, Fabinho and Thiago, whether we would have played like so aggressively from the start, or whether they might have put in that midfield three that we're used to seeing. Uh, if if everyone was fit, yeah, he would have stuck with four through three. But he had Cater on the bench. He could have he could have started him in a midfield three. Um, but he's coming back from injury, obviously. So I guess he was slightly forced into it. But even then, it's still such a ballsy move to do it. Yeah. So, it's so a, yeah, it was a good statement to see it on the team sheet that he actually thinks we're in a better position and firmly believes we're probably the better team. Yeah, I mean, especially for like the first uh, like 20 minutes, half an hour, something Liverpool looked really good as well. Like the passing was crisp, uh, decent few attacks in there. Obviously, the, there was the penalty... Um, not too much debate about that. Just another bit of idiocy from from Kyle Walker. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, is there any part of you that's like disappointed? Because we've seen like City look a little bit vulnerable this season. Um, what have they? They've like got one three, lost one, drawn three. I mean, they're not like they're not firing all cylinders at the moment. Is this like an opportunity missed? I mean, you can say that. It is, it is a good point and probably uh, probably a fair result, but is there a chance that maybe we should have won that game? I think um, now, and especially that game, City look much better. So I don't think we can say they're, they're sort of out of form. They're bang in form. Um, so I think going into it, I would have taken a draw. But as the game played out, we got into some great attacking positions. And I was like, oh my God, the counter-attacks here. We've got four attackers to be four defenders. It's like, it's going yeah, right. our way. And it was just like the last pass or the decision-making. Like, we didn't have that many chances, but the chances that we could have created were loads. So, yeah, maybe it was an opportunity missed in the end. I mean, yeah, on any given season, if you go, if you get a point away at the Etihad, I think you're thinking that's a, that's a pretty decent result. It's just the way everything's gone so far, you kind of look at, any game as being winnable, but also any game as being sort of kind of losable. Yeah, and we've been time. we've been battered at the Etihad in recent times, five nil, four nil. So 
definitely take that at this stage. And we're still five points above them. Yeah. So it's, yeah, as I said at the start, much better for us. Yeah, we'll take it. Um, yeah, on that then, like we've conceded the least or the fewest chances to City since Klopp's reign in that game. Um, it was like, obviously, at the end of last season, it was literally the moment after Liverpool had that title uh, celebration when they were confirmed as champions. So you can't really count that too much. And then I think, I don't know if it was the season before or one before, that was when Mane was sent off as well, wasn't it? So there have been a few sort of anomalies in there, but this was obviously a much tighter performance at the back. Liverpool looked, um, again, not dominant, because I think, especially in the second half, probably you would say that City were probably the, the stronger attacking side. But, uh, like, Alisson wasn't under the cosh. The defence weren't really, like, up against it for the entire game. Is this, like, another sign that Liverpool can and are managing without Virgil van Dijk, dare we say? Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, if if we're going up against the second-best team in the league, probably, I think it's fair to say that now, I've seen that game, and, you know, we're only conceding two shots on goal or, or whatever it was, then it's the biggest statement that we can have for not for managing without him. Um, and we'd seen it before already, but this is like final nail in the coffin. Like, we can go on to win the league now without him, which I, I wouldn't have said before. But now any rival fans saying it, they don't have any any credibility here. Is that what it was? Was it two shots on goal? Yeah, it was. I mean, we only had three, but they had two, so we win. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the real point. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's so. Is that just the penalty and the goal? Did they? Have, I can't remember any like. I can't remember. Alison that's really the only anything. stat I heard. I didn't look into it, but yeah, yeah. Let's, let's say that. <laughs> so, just yeah, yeah. So on Twitter, it must be true. Um, I guess the only other sort of notable thing from this game was the injury to Trent Alexander-Arnold as well, which we should probably touch on. It looks like he's going to be out for about four weeks. Uh, fortunately, just the way the season's gone, that's going to be mostly, or a lot of it's going to be the international break, uh, but possibly also the Leicester game and maybe the Brighton game as well coming up after that. So he probably will be back in time for the, sort of the Christmas period. But there are a couple of games coming up, including the Champions League games against Ajax and Atalanta, which he could be a doubt for. Uh, is that worrying? I mean, obviously it's worrying because we've got about two and a half fit defenders now, but um, <laughs> are you... Uh, how how does that news strike you? I I don't think it will be four weeks. I think he could potentially play that Leicester game. I think Klopp just definitely, desperately doesn't want him to go on international duty. So he's just yeah. sort of doubling the time. I hope I, I hope mean, it's two weeks. If it's not, then we could struggle against Leicester down that side. But I mean, Milner came on against City and did a decent job, so it won't be too bad. Would you rather have Milner over over Nico Williams? I think, look, because Leicester are top of the league, probably you want to go more conservative here. And it will be mm. such a big miss thinking about it because obviously Trent's best game last season was... Was, was away Leicester. at Leicester. Yeah. yeah. Is this away, this one? Uh, this one is home. But yeah, the performance last season, the 4-0 was away, I think that was. Yeah, it was, power. yeah. Um. But yeah, you what you hope it's one of those where Liverpool have just said that it's more serious than it is almost like to make sure he's out of the international duty and then he'll be fit and back in time. Um, but yeah, that Leicester game is looking increasingly important now the way Leicester are playing. They are top one point ahead of Liverpool. So, I mean, this is a, 
title rivals talk now. It's a real uh, like no, it's clash not. of the titles. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's Brendan Rodgers. It's not. And also, they've lost to Villa and someone else stupid as well. And we've dropped points to Everton away, City away, and West Ham the other was in one. the game they lost. Yeah. So we beat them. Yeah. So far better. All right, well, there you go. You heard it here first. Uh, We will be back after the break uh, to review the season so far. Okay, and we're back. So, um, since the last international break, uh, they seem to be coming closer and closer for some reason, despite the increased fixture congestion. We have won two and drawn two. I mean, it's a pretty good record. You happy with that? Um, on paper, it actually doesn't look that good because last season we obviously basically won every game until we won the league. Yeah, I mean, compared to last season, nothing looks that good. Yeah, um, but, but when you look into it and you look around at the other teams around us, you know, we should have beaten Everton with the last-minute mm-hmm. winner and then it, yep. it's City away. So... And we, I mean, we took the draw in the end. So yes, I know this happy. is all like ifs and buts and hypotheticals here. But if you if you make if you turn that um, that Everton game into a win uh, with like a, a different VAR decision, and if that if that Villa game doesn't happen, then it's as it's as good a season as you know as any really, isn't it? <laughs> That's a few and, ifs there, Andy. <laughs> yeah, there's a few. But even even with them, we're one point off. We're one point off Leicester at the top. We're still a couple of points ahead of Chelsea. Uh, what's, what did you say before? We're five points ahead of City. Mm. Uh, Man United are nowhere. Everyone's having a weird time at the moment. So like the only the only people the only team that you would say are probably going to be in and amongst it at the end of the season who are level with us are, are Tottenham. So we've done as well as anyone else. Would I not better? Would I say they'd be up there with us? Yes, I would actually. Yeah, yeah they do look good. Um, so for my, yeah, for me, I think I'm relatively happy with how it's going. I didn't expect Liverpool to have the same season as last season, especially with the the weird situation that we're in with the pandemic and the congestion and everything else that's that's caused and without fans. But to be up there and you know, especially with the injuries that we've had, is is in, impressive. To be honest with you, I think. Um, so. How well have we responded then? Obviously, going into the last international break, we lost 7-2 in that game against Aston Villa. Um, I mean, we said that it was, it's two wins, two draws. Uh, it's, we have narrow wins against against West Ham and Sheffield United. Does that worry you at all? I mean, this, like last season, it was a similar story where we were sort of eking out results for a lot of the season. Does it feel the same to you, where it's that it's that last minute sort of get the win by any any means mentality, or does this feel a little bit shakier? Um, if you're going by the last four games, it does feel a bit a bit shakier. But then we've sort of got our inevitability back, where we sort of just win every game. And I thought that was sort of fading away as we lost seven two to Villa, but we come through <laughs> and we. We did it against Everton. We didn't get the points for it. And we did it against West Ham, Sheffield. Um, I would be slightly more worried hadn't hadn't we beat Atalanta 5-0 because it still shows we can batter teams when we're at our best. And we looked on fire yesterday. 
Yeah, like the way like that Atlanta game, it's it's confused me a little bit because I don't know whether that's the real Liverpool now or whether that was the anomaly. Because like with the well, apart from the Man City game, obviously Sheffield United and West Ham, they came from behind in both games to sort of eke out two one wins. Uh, the City game again was a little bit nervy at times, um, if quite comfortable in the end. But then you've got the Atlanta game of five nil, so I'm not I'm not entirely sure I know where this Liverpool team are at the moment. And I think probably the injuries aren't really helping that. So once we get Thiago back, Fabinho back, and uh, well Trent back from this injury as well, I think we might start to see a little bit more of a stable Liverpool team. Because it was last season as well, going into the, the Christmas period, which looked incredibly difficult on paper, that we just absolutely smashed it and beat everybody. And we had that Leicester game as well, 4-0. And I don't think... Um, uh, well, we all obviously beat everyone because we beat everyone all the time. But um, it was it was just it was such a good run of games. Because I remember I remember looking at it and thinking like there are some really tough games coming in, and every sort of three or four days, as it always is over Christmas. But they just kept pulling out these amazing results. Uh, and I'm wondering whether they have that in them to do it this season. It doesn't look quite as tough on paper the run, um, but the circumstances around this season make things a bit tougher. I think the good thing is no one has it in them this season, I don't think, with the lack of pre-season, lack of fans, the amount of injuries. I don't think anyone is expecting any team to go on that sort of crazy run again. So we can afford to start drawing games. Not too many, but you know, it doesn't have to be 38 wins out of 38. Mm. Uh, so last season, uh, Liverpool got 99 points. The season before that, uh, City got 100, right? Or no, they got 98, they got 98 and then 100. And then, yeah. So always, yeah, you've needed like high-end 90s or 100s to win the league. What are we talking this season? If you had to guess now, like come May 2021, what do you think is going to be like the winning points tally for this season? 88. Yeah, all right, I can see that. I was going to 90s say something. would be like a massive, massive achievement. Probably bigger I mean, than the 97-point season, like 98-97. To get 90 in this season would be like, I can't even imagine that happening. Because we'll just get more injuries, and so will every other team. Yeah, I think that is probably... I, like It would be it almost be quite funny if it was one of those seasons where 83 points wins it. I can almost see that happening. Just like If you look at the table now, almost everyone has, has lost... I mean, it's only Liverpool and Tottenham and Man City who have only lost one game. Everyone else has lost two, three, four. Arsenal have lost four games already. It's 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 Jeez. ridiculous. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, when uh, Leicester won it, they won it on eighty-one by ten points. <laughs> so yeah, ridiculous. That could um, that could easily happen again. I mean, there's a lot of but chat about that happening. Top. Yeah, I'm I'm relatively confident because there's a lot of chat about that kind of stuff, like whether Leicester can do it again, or there will be this can be because of all the the cauldron of circumstances that this will be the season that. Villa or Southampton or somebody else just has everything aligned for them. No. But I still think even with everything that's gone on, Liverpool just look too strong. I think you've seen it, as we said in the last few games, even without Van Dijk just still getting these results. I imagine there will be more slip-ups, slip but I think, like, I trust Liverpool to have fewer slip-ups than everybody else at the moment. Yeah. I, think I mean, we're happens. also doing this, by the way, without, like, two of the best players in the entire world in Van Dijk and Thiago. Yeah. The best defender in the world, and some would say the best mid midfielder in the world. 
I mean, at Some. least the best deep lying playmaker in the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, then. So, as I said at the top, we're about a quarter or a fifth of the way through, somewhere in between those two. Eight games uh, played. As we're taking a little bit of a break in the season for the international football, thought it'd be a good time to look back and say who's been our, you know, our performers of the season so far for the first uh, for the first sort of uh, chunk of the season. Who would you have Perds, as your as your player of the season so far? Two spring to mind. Um, it's either Allison or Diego Jota. Um, okay. And I would probably say Allison because when Adrian was in, we looked awful, and he's come back in and basically, basically, we've gone on a winning run, and look so much better with him in. So I'd say Allison is our player of the season. Even though we've conceded sixteen goals in our first eight games. I mean, a lot of those did come under. Did yeah, come under at Andrew. least half. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I can't argue that. I completely agree. I think Alison has been exceptional since he's come back in. And it's it's just one of those things that I, I don't know why, but the not having crowds seems to like um, magnify even more because you see his, his shouting and his presence and the effect that he has on the back four. And when strikers go through one-on-one -on -one with him, it just... Normally, you see a striker run through on goal, and you think like it's it's sort of ninety ten that he's going to score. When it's with Allison, it just always looks like it's in his favour that he's going to make the save. Well, yeah, Sterling, a... Sterling went through in the first half, and Allison mm. just comes out, looks massive. Like any other player would have a shot against any other keeper, but Sterling's thinking there's no chance I'm shooting here because he's just going to save it. So I'll stop, and then he, he messes it up. And yeah, we're, we're fine. And it was similar in the Atalanta game as well. And you can see in those moments when he makes big saves, uh, I think when it was still nil-nil or there was one, you know, when it was two or three-nil. And you can see how his presence and his effect on that game helps, like, provide that platform, essential platform for Liverpool to, to go on and get those big wins. Because without his saves, I mean, that game could have been a lot closer than it actually was because Atalanta, at the end of the day, are still a, a decent side. Um, I would probably go with, I mean, I've got to say Diego Jota, but just to be different as well, I'm going to go with uh, Sadio Mane, because I think you've seen so far this season that he is still the attacking catalyst for Liverpool and not everything, but so much of what Liverpool do in attacking sense just goes down his side. We've seen Salah uh, transform a little bit in the last couple of seasons. He's sort of starting to play more either centrally or like with back to goal a little bit, but it, it's now Mane, the one who's picking the ball up, making things happen, running at defenders, and he's just so good to watch when he's in that form. And at least for the first half against City, it was just, it was fantastic watching him pick up the ball and run at defenders. Yeah, I'd like to give a shout to Henderson and Fabinho as well. Henderson will always be up there for me now. And then Fabinho slotting in at centre-back and basically running the show, filling Van Dyke's boots, which is probably <laughs> one of the hardest tasks to do, but he's done it. Yeah. Uh, size 14 boots. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's the, I mean, what I was going to segue onto here was underperformer, but I'm just thinking, has there any, been anyone who has massively underperformed for you, or is there somebody you could say, put a next uh, little, could, could do better, see me on their report card? <laughs> um, well, Adrian should be off the books already, so we can't count him. You've gone, you've gone full Adrian out, haven't you? He's yes. FSG next. <laughs> no, I'm not that. I'm a top red. 
you say every episode. I'm never FFG yeah. out. Um, underperformer. I mean, it's the obvious uh, Bobby Firmino, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, we saw him get get hooked again against Man City. He did look a little bit off the pace. Uh, are there are there signs or things to be concerned about there? Or are you just are you sort of content that he will sort of bounce back and 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 be quality again as soon as possible? Um, I can't think of when he's ever dropped form before. No, I mean, which is obviously a good, been... which is obviously a good thing to say, but. I don't have complete confidence he'll bounce back. Um, I'd really love to say he would, but even if he doesn't, someone buys him for 30 plus mil and we've got Jota now, so we're okay. He does seem like the sort of player that you can imagine uh, like Barcelona or Juventus coming in for and paying still quite a lot of money, even when he's about 34. But I don't want to lose him. I don't want to believe that this is... Uh, a start of a decline for him because I think he still does have, like, have so much to to offer in that team and it was it has been a little bit sad to see him like not yes, under yes, fire yes. but just getting just getting questioned so I'd just like, like him to get grab a couple of goals and, and put in a couple of decent performances just just for just for his sake as much as anything else in the next in the next few weeks um, as for my underperformer I think yeah it's probably got to be it's probably got to be Bobby Firmino. I mean, part of me is tempted to say Joe Gomez, um, just because I think he's oh, the wow. one that needs to needs to step up and and be that performer in Van Dyke's absence. And I think we've seen we've seen we've seen him do well, but I don't think he's like established himself yet as like as England's best centre back, which is what I think he is. And I think there's a little bit more to come from him. And I think he sometimes suffers when Van Dyke isn't there, like, marshalling that back line. Okay, I was going to say, I would have agreed with you the first four games. He looked yeah. just lost. Um, but, spoiler alert, the next one is most improved. And I would <laughs> I would say him now. No, I mean, yeah, you're right. In the last few games, he has looked he has looked much, much better, much more assured. But I've just, I, I, it's probably just me, psychologically, that I've just um, slightly still got that hang of doubt that Gomez out yeah go, Gomez out um <laughs> but uh yeah yeah as no let's be honest there's nobody who's really massively underperforming if we take if we take the Villa game out obviously I think nobody's done that poorly so you're having you're having Joe as your as your most improved uh or Shakiri because mm, I didn't think he'd have a, I didn't think he'd have much to say this season, and he's already come up with a couple of key passes and key moments. Oh, that, key Jota assist, so, that Jota assist, that yeah. Jota assist alone is worth it. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I'm, so, yeah. I'm glad he stayed around because I was sort of convinced, I was sort of resigned to him leaving this summer, and I think he probably only didn't because of the pandemic changing a lot of teams' recruitment strategy. Um, but I think yeah, we we benefited from that as well. I think if it was a straight up choice between keeping him or Harry Wilson. I think there's no doubt that we've made the the correct decision out of those two. Well, you also uh, throw in Harvey Elliott there, sent him out on loan. Mm. Which yeah. I mean he's he's scoring now, so that probably again, it's the right decision. What what do we know? But <laughs> Exactly. Um, I think that's probably what he needs as well, is to have like a, a full season or maybe even a couple of full seasons in the football league or maybe like the next loan can be Premier League for Harvey Elliott, just so he gets like regular minutes and regular game time. Um 
whereas Shakiri, I think, is, is that player that you can have to make that impact off the bench or or when there are injuries. And he just, he just he's a classy operator. You, f- you forget how he, how good he is and how talismanic he has been for, for Switzerland over the years as well and played big roles in big teams. Well, um, by Munich as well, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so don't don't forget about the Jordan. That's what we're saying here. Um, Actually, on that, but, I'd like to see a bit more of Minamino as well. When he's played, he hasn't done much this season. He, I, he, I, I have full confidence in him. Yeah, I know. Well, that, what does that say then? Is he not performing in training? Mm. Why? Like, and when he has played, he hasn't really done much. Um, so probably harsh, but I ju- it's because I think he's going to be sort of second in line to Bobby Firmino, um, and I do believe he'll be big for us in seasons to come. But I sort of expected a bit more by now. Yeah, Premier League minutes. Uh, Minamino has played. 57 in four sub appearances so that's that's nothing really that's less than like 15 minutes per appearance so he's really got nothing yeah. so far the only the only player who has had uh fewer minutes is actually Shakiri, who uh really? who's had yeah who's had two sub appearances but has made those count with his assist in the in the west ham game obviously and we've seen a bit more of Shakiri in the in the cups as well um moving on then finally what are you having as your moment of the season so far? Uh, I would have said Henderson's winner against Everton, but doesn't count. <laughs> um, still have it. It counts. <laughs> um, We're top of the league. Look, off the top of my head, I'm po- probably because it was the most recent, De Bruyne missing, missing the penalty. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so not salty. a Liverpool moment. But yeah, I did celebrate like crazy. Because that was li- literally, they could have won that just from that. Because it was so tight after that. So, yeah, him think... scuffing it. And it show, does it show they have a weak mentality? Does it? We'll see. Uh, yeah, it shows, obviously, that Pep is a bold fraud. And mm. that uh, mm. De Bruyne is also a fraud. And, <laughs> the whole yeah, team's a all fraud. Of, yeah. All of that, all of those things. Uh, no, so what you, you having that? you having De Bruyne's I'll, penalty? I'll take moment. that. Unless you say something now that makes me <laughs> change my mind. I'll take that. Uh, I think I'm going to go with um, the Atalanta win because it just, as I said before, it was, well, at least so far in this season, it was a bit of an anomaly. We've seen Liverpool like eke out results sort of in a quite a gritty way. And that was just so comfortable and so barnstorming. And like the Liverpool that we uh, that we think we are when we're at we're best, but we haven't really seen that that often to do that on a European night away to a team that is one of the has been one of the top scorers in Europe was was fantastic to watch and to see Diogo Jota get a hat trick but not only a hat trick but a hat trick of that quality like the the dink and then the the, um, touch and smash and then to go around the keeper for the last one it was it was just brilliant brilliant stuff really the reason why I wouldn't say that is uh, well I had the crowd noise off for a start (laughs) <laughs> um, so I felt a bit dead um, and also we didn't need to win the game <laughs> like we'd already had six points um, and the goal <laughs> so you'd, just, you'd be happy just, just for there like, they had nothing and we had it it was just like oh there's another goal it wasn't like when De Bruyne missed that penalty I'm like ah! like oh my god it's like season defining whereas you know Jota keeps banging them in it's like it's nice isn't it standard now used yeah. to it <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you, you would have been happy with a with a nil nil, like just crying. Well, no, like, it's a great moment, but is it the best? Not for me. 
Um, other contenders, maybe the win against Arsenal as well early on in the season. Uh, for me, that was good just because of the sort of pretty crappy results against Arsenal over the last couple of times, just to sort of shut them up. And yeah, prove, I was nervous about that one as well. They were, they were looking good at that stage and we sort of put that instantly to bed. Yeah, and Chelsea. And Chelsea as well was a good one. Yeah, I was going to say Jota's first goal against Arsenal as well was a nice one. And I think uh, not really specifically a moment, but a sort of collection of moments. Reese Williams getting his uh, chances to impress as well and, and taking them has been really good because, mm. as I said before, it sort of it's something that you can easily forget, but he was playing in the sixth tier of English football last season. So not even, not even the, the conference... He was playing in the league below the conference, Conference North or National League North, as it's called now for Kidderminster, playing away at places like Darlington and Spennymoor and sort of ridiculous non-league grounds like that. And then to go up and play, uh, I think he's played three games of Champions League. We've played in all of our Champions League fixtures so far, I think, hasn't he? Yeah. So um, pretty, pretty incredible rise for him. And he looks like a really, really good prospect. So whatever happens with him, I hope, he's... I hope he makes it. Just thought of one more moment which was watching Thiago in his first 45 minutes against Chelsea. Yes, good shout. so exciting. <laughs> I haven't felt that excited about a player since, like, Torres when I was, like, eight, when he first yeah. played for us. Um, it's like, oh, I've never felt this. Because he was, like, our biggest signing ever. Like, we've never signed someone of that calibre before. Like, the world's best midfielder or one of no i like i i love the the strategy that like edwards and fsg have of, of finding players and turning them into superstars but it is also really nice now and again just to buy a player like at the peak of their powers who you can say is genuinely world class so when we got to see tiago yeah in that game and just like he just was just spraying doing passes around. No, but he wasn't because no, he was just doing the simple things and i was like oh my god Look how like crisp and the swerve on it. He's just like tapped it three <laughs> yards to Fabinho or something. Um, what was the game? Oh, it was the, it was the Everton game, wasn't it? It was the it was the ball through to to Mane before. Well, it was my um, moment of the season, Henderson. wasn't it? Henderson, yeah. It was your, yeah, your, your moment of the season. That, so that many good pass. things in that goal. Yeah, I know. It's such a shame. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I, that's another thing to look forward to as well, just because uh, yeah, a couple of knocks. We haven't really seen too much of Thiago, so something to look forward to. I think that is probably the the biggest takeaway is, is so far that Liverpool haven't actually been at their best and haven't been able to be because of the injuries that it had. So I don't know. I don't know if you agree with this, but like I think there's more to come. Oh, 100%. What, from Thiago or from us? Oh, no. from Yeah, well, from Thiago, obviously, but from Liverpool sort of uh, generally. Like we, we haven't seen, we haven't seen like proper 2020, 2021 Liverpool quite yet. We saw it against Atalanta, and that was it. And, mm. you know, other than that, we've just been grinding results like we did last season. Last season, there were, there were a few more of those peaks, you know, 4-0 against Leicester, like we mentioned earlier. Um, but, yeah, there are more of those to come, I'd say. OK, so uh, it will be the 21st. When Liverpool back in at home to Leicester and they follow up on 25th at home to Atalanta what we're saying we're, we're like no international ridiculous injuries or or Covid diagnoses uh, aside hopefully we're saying that we're going to win both of those games with a, with a fully fit squad <laughs> we'll scrape we'll scrape Leicester 2-1 which was the same result as last do you remember last season Leicester at home yeah. Milner 95th minute pen mm. uh, I hope it's more comfortable than that 
um, but it will be tight. And then Atalanta, we will probably rest up, to be fair. So we might draw that. Um, just looking, Leicester have won four out of four away from home this season. It's been really disturbingly impressive. And Jamie Vardy's record against, not just Liverpool, but against every sort of good team worries me a little bit. But I do think the fact that that is home makes me a little bit more, um, yeah, and a also, bit more confident. Who are those away fixtures against? Uh, I will tell you, they have beaten, they smashed Leeds 4-1 obviously this week, they beat Arsenal 1-0, uh, they beat Manchester City 5-2 at the Etihad, and then they oh, beat West Brom oh, this 3-0. Is not, this is not suiting my narrative, Andy. <laughs> no, I, I know. Know. Oh, Newcastle, Sheffield, but oh. City and Arsenal, yeah? Cool. City, Arsenal, and um, there was another sort of half-decent one in there as well, wasn't there? Uh, Leeds, well, Leeds are a bit of a weird one, but... Um, yeah, they're playing bloody well. So I would well, take... That would be a good win then. That would be a good win. Yeah, any win that we can get there, I'll be happy with. And then uh, if we could just... Yeah, I think a point sees us through in the Champions League against Atalanta. So any kind of rotation there, I'm happy with. Um, two draws then. Two, yeah, two, two nil-nils. Um, yeah, on that optimistic uh, bombshell, I think that is all we've got time for this week. Thank you so much Actually, for listening. no, mate. Congrats oh, yeah? on getting the prediction right. Did I get it I think, spot on last I week? I think so. I said two all, you said one all. Oh, beautiful. All <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so thank you very much for listening. Come back again next week to see how spot on I was again with the predictions. <laughs> uh, if you can, please drop us a review wherever you get your podcast. It'd be very much appreciated. Subscribe if you haven't already, and we'll be back again uh, next week to... We'll be previewing, won't we? Because there's still another... Uh, week between that game we'll be previewing the Leicester game as it comes up and uh, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from Perth say goodbye goodbye we'll see you next time